Hey everyone, Shy Day here. So you may have been wondering what happened to the first Monday of the month rule. Well, we switched over our podcast um, to a new recording platform because Zoom just wasn't doing it. And uh, I won't name what that platform was, but we tried to do our Ganja and Hess episode on that platform and it was just awful. And um, although we're not the richest podcast in the world, I do still have some sort of standards when it comes to the episodes um, that we put out. So there will be no Ganja and Hess episode for April. And I'm so, so sorry about that. But we do have a really fun episode um, to replace it. It's an interview with one of our admin um, John Key, he is speaking with Mark Oesis, and they're talking about Fear Street. Um, and we're going to be doing a lot more of these kind of uh, contributor podcasts and blogs as we keep growing. Um, so take a look out for that. But I do apologize if you're looking forward to the Ganja and Hess episode. We will be taping it later down the line. The new platform we're using is really, really great. So hopefully that continues. But I just want to give you a heads up that this is not the Ganja and Hess episode. Check that out later. Thank you so much, and enjoy the episode. Now, I'm going to tell you what it is, okay? It's a dumbass white movie about some dumbass white girls getting their white asses cut the fuck up, okay? Yeah, I suppose Sandra Bullock is Miss Ethnicity, right? Well, no, all I'm saying is that the horror genre is historical for excluding African-American elements. Well, how you get your PhD in black cinema, sister soldier? doing my name is john key i'm part of afro horror uh i'm a podcast and a horror lover um you know i'm also uh the admin and creator of tales from the black side um we are the number one horror podcast on clubhouse um so yeah we're, we're a black uh podcast we love everything black we love the black bodies that are within horror we love horror as um, in general i'm here with my guest uh mark um mark you can go ahead and introduce yourself Hey everybody, I'm Mark Estes or Mark O Estes because my dad's Mark Estes. So, yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, and where uh, where can the people find you at, Mark? Um, they can find me on Instagram at Marco Estes, all one word, and on Midnight Social Distortion, all one word, and on Twitter you can find me at the Anti Critic. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm with Mark today to talk about the upcoming Fear Street uh, <laughs> three-part trilogy that they're doing um, on Netflix. It's supposed to be a special. Um, actually, if you go on Netflix right now, you can see one of the titles of one of the trilogy segments. It's called uh, 1866. I don't know. I, I don't know what what's happened in 1866. Most of the Fear Street uh, series takes place in the 90s, right? Like late 80s, 90s. Right. So I don't know what's going on in 1866. They might have changed something. Um, but yeah, the first um, three books, let me pull it up really quickly. Um, well, they're supposed to be going off of Truth or Dare. Um, I know one of them is Truth and Dare. Uh, oof. I think one of them was the babysitter, and I forgot the name of the I forgot the name of the other one. Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's really interesting that they're uh, <laughs> that they're going out of that they're going out of <laughs> that they're going out of sync with these because it's just kind of like 
you know, if you're going to do a trilogy, I would I would think that you're going to do the first three, you know, in chronological order. It just seems like right. they picked up a couple of the um, a couple of the most famous ones and try to do a trilogy out of it. But I still trying to figure out what 1666 is. I don't know. I don't know what story that is. That might be a brand new. Um, wow. Okay, so they're not. They're not even. I think they're doing something completely new. Because if you look at Fear Street on Google, and then you then it have night. They have nineteen. They have sixteen sixty six, and then right. they have nineteen seventy eight. Right. So I'm. <laughs> so what's going on here? What's I, your thoughts on them? <laughs> well. I, I'm gonna tell. I'm first off. I wanted to start off by saying that I am a huge, huge, huge Fear Street fan. Like when I I started off with Goosebumps, like everybody else did, but I remember in the fifth grade or late part of fourth grade, they you know the troll, you no know, um and Scholastic, you know what they call them things, book club things would come in, yeah, and I remember yeah, seeing book clubs. Yeah, and I remember seeing you know R.L. Stein Fear Street, and I'm like. Okay, I got, you know, let's get invisible from Goosebumps. I'm like, what's this Fish Street shit, you know? Are we allowed to cuss on here? Yeah, yeah, you good. Okay. Because, um, so I'm like, okay, let me look this up. And the thing about Fish Street is I feel like it was far scarier than Goosebumps in terms of people died. People getting possessed. People getting decapitated. Uh, people were drowning. I know one character had... Um, had their arms sawed off and you know it was just stuff that i'm like oh they are like going there and goosebumps was kind of like you know you go to the chocolate factory type thing i mean when they walk in the chocolate factory and you just have something happen to you you might have grow hair somewhere you might become a werewolf but it was like you know it's like a goofy ending but not as severe as like are you afraid of the dark but bottom line fear street all took place in Shadyside, Ohio, and the street was based off a family called the Fears. They had a fear cemetery. They had a fear of woods, a fear of lake. Everything happened on this one street, so there was a sense of continuity with it that was not um, prevalent in the Goosebump books. So based on that, um, I champion Fear Street more than I do Goosebumps because I feel like Fear Street didn't get a lot of love. And I feel like the only reason Goosebumps got a lot of love is because it had a television show and it drew people to the books. And Fear Street didn't have that, you know, didn't have any type of adaptation. Well, well not not too well, well, not too hard on Goosebumps because Well, well no, no, no. Uh, well, not... not too hard on Goosebumps. So the thing, with, so the thing with Goosebumps is, is right. Like, um, Goosebumps actually started because of Fear Street, because of right. the popularity of Fear Street, right? Um, and I think the TV show happened was because of the popularity of the books. Um, right. The books right. actually earned R.L. Stein, uh, like, um, what's what's the words that I'm looking for? Uh, world records. Um, right. They actually got him world records. It actually made him th- like millions of dollars. So the natural response from Scholastic is just like, you know, let's make a TV show out of this. Right. And you got to think it's the nineties. So I don't think like they, like, I don't think they can get away some stuff in the nineties, but I don't think they would have gotten away with a full on, uh, fierce, <laughs> with a full no. on fierce three series. No. Or some of the, all the wild stuff. Now what they did do is a lot of people don't know is that they have a fierce street for kids. 
um, there was a Fear Street for kids, like an in between where there was still ghosts and, and stuff going on, but it was still right. Yeah, but there was still um that going on. But yeah, definitely now it's 2021. I definitely think that Fear Street definitely needs to um get it shine because it is what allowed RL Stein to transition into Goosebumps. Exactly. And speaking of Goosebumps, you missed I had Tim uh Jacobus on Clubhouse. Yes. Um yeah, I had him. He's actually on Clubhouse. Um right. he's a real cool dude. Um he answered our questions. Um and yeah, he you know he helped uh Arlstein with the uh, Fear Street and the Goosebumps mm-hmm. book series. Um, but the funny thing about that is that they never they never actually interact. I think they, he said they interacted only like three times. Mm. A lot of people think they were like interacting back and forth. They only interacted three times. And I actually have some art from him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna see, I'm gonna contact him and see if he can make some uh, Fear Street uh, please uh, reprints. I'm gonna see if he can pull up some uh, some Fear Street reprints like the real big because I have. I have two big goosebumps reprints on my wall right here. I don't know if you can't see it, but like I have a whole right. wall right here with like posters and prints and like memorabilia on my wall up here when I do my podcast and stuff. So, right, but no, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what's going on with uh Netflix. I'm uh, to be honest, um, I know Amazon gets a lot of stuff, but I'd rather Amazon take the reins on that a little bit, uh, but. I don't know what Netflix is doing, man. I, I hope we don't get a. I don't hope we don't get a a a, 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 te- a terrible rendition of Fear Street because Listen, what is? But I was gonna say, uh, well, I first, I, I don't want to say like Goosebumps was hard, but it was just that I had you know you have like powerful people in the business who never yeah. heard of Fear Street, and I'm like, how do you not? Yeah. How do you know <laughs> yeah, Goosebumps like, and not hear of Fear Street? Actually, that's what I actually I heard of Fear about. Street before uh, before Goosebumps. But because Fear Street was a teen series, I was only allowed to read Goosebumps oh. before I read Fear Street. So I read Goosebumps first, fell in love with Goosebumps, found out that R.S. Stein was making more mature stories. Then I then it segued into Fear Street. Right. But to answer your question, because I had to I had to get that out there because I was like, if you are, if you know Goosebumps, you should know of Fear Street. And so uh Netflix seems like they're taking the Fear Street saga. And are somewhat doing their own spin to it. I know before COVID happened, there was some um actually not just before COVID happened, but Fox, before they got bought out by Disney, had had to, they they did they they shot the films and they were going to release them once a month during the summer of I wanna say 2019. But then the Disney trans the Disney um buyout happened. And so I guess Disney was like, this is not you know, part of our, you know, thing that we want to do. And so they just said, well, y'all find somewhere to house it. Gave it to Netflix. So, but the the timeline seemed like they are lined up with the events that happened in Fear Street sagas, especially 1666 is when the whole curse of the Fear family started. So that's what I'm thinking is what they're doing. You think they're going to start off with the Fear Family first and then transition their way into like the more recent stories? Because right. that would make more sense than what I'm thinking they're going to do. Because what I'm thinking they're going to do is try to make some like original stories that happened way back then. And it's just kind of like, well, they had the Fear Street saga. It's a no for me. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a no for me. Like, um, <laughs> but if they are doing that and it's kind of looking, it's kind of looking like, 
you know, I can I, I don't trust Netflix too much with certain properties. So, oh, you know, I have to kind of side eye them a little bit. You and me both. But um if they are going with the trilogy, um, and then they're segueing their way into um the other stories, which stories would you rather um see? Cause I'm I know one of them, um do I still have the book? I think I still have Yes, I do. Um, yeah, I do. I have one of them sitting right here on my shelf because I was trying to figure out if I have any because I know I have all the Goosebumps collections sitting right here on my shelf. Um, mm-hmm. But I was trying to figure out uh, if I have any of the Fear Street books. I do have one. One of them is called uh, All Night Party. That's one of okay. my favorite ones when they're on the Yeah. Oh God, I love that one. That was that was a that was a good one because I think that's when they first was that one of the early ones when they first went to Fear Island. Yeah, when they first went to Fair Island, okay. and uh, they yeah. one of their I read friends them all started um, murdering. Yeah, I don't think there was, I don't really think there was an order to them. I think it was more, nah. you know. Anthology. There was anthologies. Yeah, there were anthologies. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, but, when they're, um, they started, you know, one of the kids was murdering the other kid, one of the other teens were murdering the other teens on um, the island doing a party. Then that sounds like it would be a good adaptation because it reminds me of and Then There Were None by Agatha Christie, which I always tell people is the is the was the first slasher novel ever written, in my personal opinion. But if Fish Street takes off on Netflix, I hope the next trilogy that they do is the cheerleaders. Because have you seen the original covers of the Fish Street Cheerleaders? Um, books. Um, no, I actually have to look it up. I actually look it oh, up right now. Give me a second. They have that's the thing about the trilogy books that I loved about Fear. It's like they went all out with them on there. Um, I think Bill Schmidt was the um cover artist for the Fear Street books. Um, and the street, the um, cheerleaders was just the I mean, they were currency. Oh, wow, and, these um, are some. <laughs> These some interesting yeah. covers, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, like the first cover for the, for the first evil is pretty much what you would probably see if you walked into a video store in the mid 80s, late 90s or something like that. It's just like it gives you that vibe and it's it's scary as hell. Um, I want them to do I've always championed for them to do a cheerleaders adaptation because it's right with all types of tropes and it probably if they get a good writer and not make it like very sappy and like updated a little bit it could it could it could be something because what's scarier than a, a possessed cheerleader like it, it's not like her head is spinning or something like that it's just that she's possessed and you don't find out to the last minute and then the the evil spirit jumps from cheerleader to cheerleader in each book so they think they've defeated it and then in the next book, strange stuff starts happening. They're like, okay, so one of y'all, one of us is possessed again. And sometimes the girls don't even know that they're possessed. It's just to come to find out, like, oh, oh wow. Five people are dead. You weren't here at this t- particular location, so it has to be you. And I'm like, oh no, it's not you, it's her. So yeah. And Corky Kokorn is like the, in my personal opinion, she's like the final girl of Fear Street. Corky Kakorin and Corey, um, I can't remember her last name, but the the protagonist of the 99 Fish Street, the House of Evil series. Those are the two I want to see adapted next because they have, if they want to do the trilogy thing, those are the ones they should do next. Really? I thought she was going to say the secret admirer. I thought that that, that might have been. <laughs> uh, one of mine is uh, 
yeah, the secret admirer and the new girl. Um, the new girl is especially one that's really fucking creepy. Right. Uh, <laughs> that one is really. Yeah, that one's really. That one's really creepy. Um, what are your yeah, the secret admirer is one of mine's. Okay. Um, uh, you know, the knife. <laughs> Somebody did a podcast the about the knife, and they were um, talking about how you know, and it was, it was, it was written wrong, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I think one of I think two of them that don't really get talked um as much is one of them is being lights out, and the other one being the sleepwalker. Yes. Yes. Uh, sleepwalker is really fucking creepy. <laughs> like yeah, like it's like. <laughs> I know these are like written for teens, but like if you go back and read them now, like they're really, like they're really, uh, they're really creepy. Yeah, they. I mean, um, and, I, and, I, and I, I really love the first three. I would say, what was, go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you know, you good. Um, I was saying I really like Fear Street because um, you it's well with Goosebumps. The thing with Goosebumps is is that uh, most of it is like fictional creatures, right? You never really, right. never really had um like real life. Cause that would have been too much, uh, real life killers and stuff like that. Right. Um, here in the fear street, like most of the, um, most of the stories are like, uh, serial killer. You, you do have like ghosts and stuff like, like werewolves and ghosts and like the occasional zombie vampire or whatever. Like, but a lot of the stories are just like serial killers. just like, mm-hmm you know people just you know taking up a knife and killing somebody i think that's um that's more realistic is a little bit more grounded in reality than goosebumps is right i think that's like you said what made it creepy for me as well um because I, I just something about going to school and knowing somebody that had this thing happen to them it's like because everything took place at shady side high or on fear street it was just like Oh yeah, and you read the thing that I also loved about it was the connective tissue of it, because you would be like, okay, they talking to a character from like three or four books ago or something like that. Or I know what they're talking to. I know what happened to them, you know. So, and it was just I love that. Um, but it was kind of like Shady Side High was, excuse me, the precursor to Sunnydale High on Buffy. It was just like all types of bad shit happened. Everybody's not blinking an eye, <laughs> just going through the motions. <laughs> Let me see. What's the name of this damn Fear Street novel that was for kids? Um, Ghost of Fear Street? The yeah, the Ghost of Fear Street. Uh, one of them was really creepy. Um, I'm looking it up as we speak. Because uh, I remember exactly, like, uh, what what was that one called? Um yeah, it was called Hide and Shriek. And okay, I found that's the that one out. I read. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, where a ghost was like, uh, like it was playing tag with people to like possess their body, and like I found that like really disgusting and really creepy. Where like, um, the main character like he would describe like he knew. I think the ghost name was Billy or something. Um, he knew when he was possessing somebody because he would smell like rotten flesh. And there would be like blood coming out when like he was it was so it was so nasty. Bro. Like, <laughs> it was it was like yeah, like it was it was a no for me. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think that's the only ghost of Fear Street that I actually read because 
again, I think that was like came out right before I, you know, transition over to um, junior high, and they stopped doing the whole troll thing in um, junior high. So I was only, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I was only able to get them from like local Walmart or something like that, and then it got to the point where they just stopped selling them all together. So, oh wow, it, yeah. So I had to. I had to go somewhere else for like Fish Street and go to Fish Street and Goosebumps, but I didn't get a chance to like really delve into there's the Ghost a, of Fish um, Street. There's, um, there's actually another series that uh, R.L. Stein called made called um called uh what is it what is it what is the name of that series um oh my god it's on the tip of my tongue I hate this but something's on the tip of my tongue um. What was it? Um, like what, night school what's or the something. Name of that series. No. Um. What is the name of what is the name of the uh series? Uh. The fact that uh, I even have to look this up because oh, the haunting hour. There we go. Right. The right. Hour. Right. So. Right, right, right. Uh. So yeah, <laughs> I can't believe I had to like think about that because it was on the tip of my tongue. Like, what the hell is the name of this series? Yeah. I'm always talking about. I'm always telling somebody to watch it. That series is extremely dark. Um, that I believe that that needed a PG thirteen. That was not TV Y seven. Um, kids were like actual dying in that series. Uh, people were getting like eaten like on screen. Uh, possessed. Oh, wow. Like people would get like sealed away and stuff. It was like real. It was like really wild. Um, there was one called Catching Cold where um. There was this like really fat kid, and he was like he was obsessed with like eating ice cream. Like he was he like he would use his friends to get money. Like he was just a terrible fucking kid. Like he oh was just God. like uh, he was terrible. Like he stole out of his dad's wallet. Like his dad was a police officer. He stole out of his wow. dad's wallet. Like was stealing his uh, sister. Like he like was just terrible to his friends and stuff. And so there was an ice cream truck that came, um, and like only he could see it, right? So he would like mm-hmm. he would leave like ice cream cones outside his door, and like he would taste. He's like it's the best taste of ice cream that I ever had. He'd be telling his friends about it, be telling his parents about it, and they'd be like, "Yo, what the hell are you talking about? Because we don't see anything." They're All like, right. "What ice cream are you talking about, dude?" So he told his friends, "Like, you know, I'm gonna uh no." What ended up happening is he ended up meeting one of his neighbors, and his neighbor's like, "What's the name of the ice cream truck?" And he think he was like Creamy Cold. Yeah, this is called it's called Creamy Cold Ice Cream. And he's like. Yeah, my friend said something about that when I was little. And he's like, well, what happened to your friend? He was like, he said he was going to catch the ice cream truck if you never saw him again. Um, so he's like, yeah, I'm going to catch the ice cream truck. So so he steals, he steals his dad's um, spike, uh, the little tire spikes they use to, ca- uh, to flatten people's tires. Wow. Um, so he throws that out in the middle of the road and catches the ice cream truck, right? So he, he jumps in the back, jumps in the back of the truck, and... <laughs> he sees the dude, his the dude, the uh the neighbor, his friend who he's talking about, he's in the back of the truck. And he's like, Oh well, congrats, you uh you caught the truck. Um and he's like he's like, Well, where's the driver? And he's like, Yeah, there's no driver here. And he's like, Well, what are you talking about? He's like, Yeah, like you he's like, You can eat whatever ice cream truck. You I mean you can eat whatever you want, how much of an ice cream you want on the ice cream truck, but the ice cream truck is not letting you go. And he's like, oh, what do you mean? Like, apparently, the ice cream truck is, like, a demonic entity that's taking the form of an ice cream truck. And it uses, like, it traps people inside. And it uses their life force to power itself. 
And so the guy, it lets the other guy out. And he's just like, well, you know, you can eat as much ice cream as you want, like forever. And then like the, the truck just drives off and it fades out. So like he just dis like he like he's he essentially literally just got taken by a demon and like driven out and like just fades away from out of existence and like nobody ever sees him again. Uh, supposing to the truck find somebody else to feed on. So it's you have stuff like that. Like it's really it's really creepy. Yeah. You have one where a girl just straight up just dies. Like two of them were a girl just well, actually three. Was it three? Two of them, they just straight up died because one of them, um, she went in a painting and like she was talking to some people and like in the painting because the painting was like animated. And then like at the end of the episode, you find out that like they purposely bring the painting people into the painting because there's like a monster inside the painting that you can't see, but this but it's there. And they feed it. They feed the they oh feed their victims God. to the monster, so the monster doesn't attack them. And she just gets eaten. Like the monster oh just pops up. Like God. the monster pops up, and it just like eats her. And it's like just you're expecting a good oh ending. It's not a good ending. God. Yeah, I didn't see then those. I didn't read those. Uh, but Jesus Christ, that is no, no, it wasn't creepy. a book. Like so, so the thing is, there's a book that's like a book series. Um, about that, like there's a book series. But like I think you should still be able to watch it. I believe. Are they on Netflix? on Netflix? Hold on, let me see. Um, the Haunting Hour. I think so. I think it's. I think it's on four episodes. It's on Netflix. Oh my god! I'm up. Should be on. Should be on Netflix. I didn't know they did four seasons of it. I I know I remember that. Um, wow. Okay. Um, I'm trying to. They had some really popular people that was on this show at one time, though. I'm looking at the cast list and everything, and okay. I'm finna go to Wiki. Yeah, like there was one. Uh, yeah, I think if you can't if you can't find on Netflix, you can definitely find on a Prime. Like you can get the entire seasons for like dirt cheap. So like I would I would highly suggest it. Um, but yeah, definitely there was like some very dark episodes. Like I know one of them was just like where this girl was. Um, she was. Uh, at a at a like a sleepaway camp and so like there was a there was like a dream entity there like it had to like do with like dream catchers and like native legends and stuff and like there was like a monster like it was all like i was like a legit like i don't know if he was a spirit entity wendigo whatever he was like he was like he can it was like kind of like freddy krueger where he can affect you in your dreams oh. right so so um she would like try to like sabotage the girls or whatever so what ended up happening was just like all the girls went to sleep. So they went to go, they went to sleep to go rescue their friend. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, all the friends, like the main character and all the all, like all her friends, went to sleep in one room, and they had an alarm clock so they can wake themselves up to rescue themselves from the creature, right? So the girl went into the the the, the villain, the quote unquote villain, the other girl. She went into the kitchen. To go to sleep so she didn't want nobody to wake her up so <laughs> so um you gotta see where this is going so 
they went in and she's there and she's like trying to sabotage them to like so that like the monster can eat them or whatever like some real like evil stuff oh my so God. like they all escape but the monster's there and like they all escape and she's like why can't i wake up and like before like they fade away like to wake up they're like uh-huh. oh well but because you went to go sleep somewhere else the alarm clock is not gonna wake you up so like they disappear and the monster's just like he's just like looking around and she's like well i can't leave i can't leave and he's like well yeah you're stuck here with me and it's presumed that like he eats her and like she's dead like she's like actual dead like her body is like in the in the kitchen dead, <laughs> dead. oh my and god i'm just like really I'm like, really? Like, this is definitely not a TV Y7. <laughs> this is, not, oh yeah. It, it, it's... Jesus Christ. This I'm about like... to check that out. I, I yeah, would probably like not be really scared dark. to show it to my like, little nieces. Really dark. Yeah, I'd be kind of scared to show it to my nieces because um, yeah, it's my like... niece... Go, go ahead. Yeah, it's like it's like really it's like really dark. It's like really dark. Um Yeah. It's not like where they overtly show like somebody's dying, but it's like it's like beyond implications that that person has died. Like it's like <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's crazy because really, I have really, a thing with really kids nutty. that young die. I have a thing with kids dying at young. And so it just be like, okay, I'll probably be like very like well, I'm an adult now, but it just I got nieces and stuff right now who are like glued to my hip, and it just it's well, like I mean, all over some, again. Like some I don't of them want weren't to see like, like that. some of them weren't like kids. Some of them are like actually teenagers because there's one where another person dies. It's called um, oh. it's called Painting Madness, and it's where like this famous um comic book like horror comic book uh creator he has like these paint brushes and stuff. Um, and like the guy, like he's a, he's a terrible dude too. Like he meets the guy, he's like, yo, can I get some pointers? Can you give me an autograph? And the guy's like, really? Like, he's not really having it. Like he's tired. It's like, yeah, no, I'm not really feeling it or whatever, you know? And he's like, you know, come back. So the dude doesn't want to come back. He's not hearing it. He steals this guy's paintbrushes and like art supplies. And like the dude, like he gets revenge. Basically he draws, he's draws them into a comic and seals them into a comic and i'm like shreds the comic so they're in the comic <laughs> so they're in the comic they're trapped in the comic and then he shreds the comic with them in the comic <laughs> it's really dark like yeah, it is dark yeah that's, yeah that's it's fucked up that's yeah, really fucked it's up. really yeah it's it's really it's really dark but like people who like deserve it like are like really bad okay people. You know, it's like it's not like it's not like they're just innocent kids like finding themselves in a situation. Like, no, they're like some of them are like really bad, like really terrible. Um, yeah, it's it's it, um, like it, modern day <laughs> uh, grim tales. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really like yeah, it's really bad. Um, um oh, that so I'm actually you. Um, I got a question to ask you. This is this is. Um, technical. Okay, I'm looking at the the um, thing down here, and I can hear. Every, I can see the bars moving for you, but I don't see anything moving for me. Is that a problem? No, it shouldn't be a problem. I'm um I'm take like so. What happens is is that it copies um it creates a de- direct duplicate of the stream. 
um, so that show, uh, so that we okay. can pull the extract the audio and we have an audio sample, and then we'll extract the video and we have a video sample to put up on the uh, the YouTube channel that we have. Okay, the reason why I'm saying it is because I'm nervous because I know I'm learning podcasting right now because I do have one coming out soon, and I just saw that line on my on my end just being dead. I'm like, I hope he didn't do you know this whole podcast and. My no, no, no. that I did on my end screwed it up. That's what I was. That's what no, I no, no, about. Okay, good. okay. If something if something okay. happens, we can I can just um shoot. I can just um request another shoot, and then we can do it again. Like it's not it's not an issue for me. Okay. Um. Okay. Cool. But yeah, uh, um, there's this very interesting room that's going on on Clubhouse right now, and I want to ping you in it after we get off here, so I'm gonna wrap it up. Okay. Um, it's talking about them. It's talking about them. Okay. It's talking about them and it's being held by them talking about us. So <laughs> if you catch my drift, so um <laughs> yeah, we we definitely uh we can definitely wrap that up because I'm about to uh go check that out. Uh but okay. thank you, Mark, um, for talking to me uh about Fear Street. Um when it actually does release, I'm gonna hold another uh podcast with you so we can go over and review oh, the yes. actual series because I know definitely um you know you have some hot takes when it when it comes out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And man, have me on with anything else you guys are doing, please. <laughs> like I'm I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. Um maybe we can do one about this thing we're about to do so <laughs> definitely 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 um but yeah thank you so much um uh-huh. um you know mark said the way you can find him you can find me at tales from the black side um there tales underscore black uh tales underscore <laughs> black uh tales underscore from underscore the underscore black side um the same thing for my Twitter handle as well. Um, follow Afro Horror on Instagram. Um, also, you can find us on Clubhouse. Again, once again, we are the number one um, horror podcast on Clubhouse. Um, we're also the number four trivia um, room on Clubhouse as well. Um, so, yeah, Black Excellence all day. Um, all day. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for taking the time out to speak to, um, to, speak sure, to me. Anytime, and, you know, enjoy the rest of your day, man. All right, you too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Afro Horror. Please subscribe and leave a comment if you like what you heard. We want to send a special shout out to Jaren Hempel for our amazing logo design. Thanks, Jaren. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at, at @AfroHorror or on our website, www.AfroHorror.com. No copyright infringement was intended while recording this podcast. <laughs>